This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today, I wanted to take some time to talk more about this recent rally in the price of gold. And I want to relate it to mining stocks because, you know, there's been some talk recently. It's a very valid argument, very valid question about why haven't mining stocks really rallied as much as gold. Now, this chart that you're looking at right here doesn't quite tell the whole story. This really, you're really seeing a major divergence here because this one is normalized to, to prices back in like 2008. And I kind of wanted to give you an idea of, uh, we'll zoom it in here to, to give you a, a kind of a, a more recent picture here. But the argument has been is that gold has rallied obviously quite a bit since oh mid-November. Mining stocks have not. They They as a whole have kind of underperformed what you'd expect them to uh, and, and certainly based on, on where gold and where mining stocks were uh, you know, back in 2016. And the idea behind that is, well, mining stocks in theory should be very forward looking. They should be pricing in future uh, gold prices or at least what, what the investors and maybe what the mines, certainly investors think they'll be in the future and that maybe this rally in gold is going to be short lived and that mining stocks are really uh, not really buying this rally not rallying as much as you'd expect them to because, well, maybe gold's heading back to 1300 or below that. But but I wanted to, to show this longer-term picture here. So going back to 2008, again, you can kind of see this here where, where mining stocks really rallied with gold through that, that peak back in 2011, kind of sustained through 2012, but really dropped quite a bit more than gold did through... Um, that, that real downturn and kind of sideways period for gold that that extends all the way back to to uh, you know the summer of 2013. Uh, as a, as a whole, gold mining stocks underperformed during that time period. And of course, gold mining stocks. Uh, I should say we're looking at GDX here, which is Vanex Gold uh, Vanex Vector Vanex Vectors Gold Miners ETF. So it's an ETF that has a holding of a whole bunch of different major mining companies. You can read them all here and what the percentage of the holdings. Uh, they actually have of these different stocks. Uh, that's what we're looking at right here for GDX. We're not looking at one specific stock. And and you know, as for this massive massive uh, uh, price decline, you know, maybe they were overbought. Maybe they were pricing in gold, you know, north of fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred uh, sustained. And and also, you got to understand that you know, gold miners, like any mining company, they operate on a, I guess, what you could call a margin, meaning like they they have a certain cost to to extract the gold from the ground. And then they sell it at, at you know market price or you know right below market price, whatever. However, that works from mine to mine, and who refines it. But there's going to be a margin there, ideally, uh, ideally a positive margin, right? It's not going to cost them money to ultimately produce and sell. They they, they should be able to make a profit off of that. Um, but but as you get closer and closer, or potentially even below the cost of production then you could see that price decline even more than the price of gold might be because you know they're making a decent profit when gold's north of 15 16 1800 whatever uh back during this time period but once gold drops into this 13 you know maybe 1400 to to uh you know 1150 range uh, or even below that i don't know exactly what the low was i think it's below 1100 then these gold mining stocks are going to be hard pressed to find any profit or make a positive 
um, uh, margin when you when you account for their all in sustained cost or uh, all, yeah all in sustained cost plus debt servicing etc. So um, anyways, I want to show you that and then more recently you can look at something like this. This is a five year uh, as you can see percentage wise. Now if you look at price, it's Ideally, you know, you'd think that GDX or some gold miners would outperform gold. That's not always the case. But anyways, you could see that they tracked it pretty well until, you know, at some point in, let's say, 2017, where they kind of diverge. Gold moves up and miners don't. And, and maybe they were right back then because, of course, gold collapsed quite a bit in the second half, middle and second half of 2018. But even since then, they just have not rallied as much as gold has. In fact, if we bring this to like a, a six month chart and then maybe shrink it even more to, to maybe the bottom right around there, or at least when this rally started, if we normalize them to that, um, you know, they've, they've rallied, I guess, a, a, if you, if you look at this, you know, GDX has rallied quite a bit, you know, 26% versus, you know, 10% rally for gold. But many people are still looking at, at something like this five year chart and saying like, why isn't it higher? Shouldn't these gold mining stocks you know, be, uh, you know, if we're looking at price, if we're looking at GDX for, for price versus percent, shouldn't the GDX be closer to like 28 or, or even higher versus where it's at right now in the 23 range? And it's a valid argument, but I want to talk about, uh, you know, the two different directions we can go here on A, you know, that what, what these people are potentially making this argument is that mining stocks aren't buying this. They're, they're not buying this rally. And, you know, just like the, the rally in early 2018, gold's going to move back down and mining stocks are going to be proven correct. But, you know, I think we should still play devil's advocate to that argument because you guys know that, yes, I'm obviously long term, I'm bullish on, on gold and silver, but I, I'm a believer in this rally, right? Not to say that gold couldn't head back to 13. It could, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, we're, we're all getting faked out by this rally in the last, you know, couple months. But this certainly feels different. It definitely looks different to me. And, and and I want to kind of play devil's advocate. What what are some reasons that mining stocks may just not be performing as well as they have in the past? And the first one would be, well, the, the very argument that, that some of these people are making is that they're just not buying it. What if, you know, if we go to one-year chart, what if, uh, or five-year, what if gold mining stocks are not buying this rally because obviously the, the price of GDX and, and the individual mining stocks are set by uh, the markets, market psychology, et cetera. What if they're not buying this rally because they're seeing gold move up to 1350 and it's going to get rejected and it's going to move back down potentially below 13, below 1200, whatever. Uh, what if they just aren't buying it and they're wrong? I mean, that's a very real possibility. Maybe they're cynical in nature. Maybe they're seeing uh, gold is overbought and they want to, uh, they're just not going to buy at this price or it's not going to rally as much as maybe it has in the past. That's a real possibility. And you know what? Maybe it's not buying it doesn't mean it's right, right? Just like just because it was right in the past back in, you know, 2018, uh, these mining stocks doesn't mean that they're right this time around. Okay. The second one goes to, you know, a major, I think, change in the mining industry that I think is becoming more and more apparent in the last six months, uh, certainly the last 12 months. And that is debt. Okay, the mining industry, you know, you think of gold and silver as, as real money, kind of the antithesis to, to something like debt, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and yet, you know, a lot of mining companies, like, like many companies in the, in the natural resources sector, have taken on a lot of debt over the last, uh, you know, really 10 years, over the last expansion, I'd say. 
uh, like so many corporations have, right? They they take advantage of, of, of you know extremely low interest rates and, and a very accommodative financial uh, uh, system or, or conditions, and they take on a lot, a lot of debt to to expand production, expand um, uh, facilities, etc. Now. In, in reality, and in fact, I got an email about this very topic this morning that kind of uh, sparked this this idea is from Marin Katusa of Katusa uh, uh, Research, which is a, a, a research firm that does a lot of. He's, he's a very bright guy that has has made a lot of correct calls in the natural resources sector, and he's talking about how you know over the last I forget what the time period is, maybe 2011 or something. I'd have to check again, but that that gold mining production has increased, or maybe this is precious metals production, I forget which one it is, has increased by something like 30%. But precious metals minor debt has increased by something like 300%. So they've been taking all this debt on to try and increase production. It's been successful to some extent, although you look at the silver market, even to some extent the gold market certainly hasn't increased as much as you expect. But gold uh, debt has increased a ton. Now, that's been going on for a long time. In fact, if you look at a, a company, uh, in fact, the, the, the largest holding in uh, GDX, Barrick Gold Core. They've actually, their, their debt as a whole over the last couple of years has, has declined a fair amount. And, and partly that's because they've, I think, sold off some of their assets or I don't, I don't know all the details of the company. But but as a whole, you know, th- th- this debt has really piled up over the last uh, uh, period of, of, of several, several years. And yet it hadn't mattered for a long time. But but you have to understand that that the, the broader market forces that that were at work through 2018 and through the beginning of 2019, uh, the, the 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 name of the game has been higher rates, tighter financial conditions, and and a lot of this debt, like like junk ponds and and um, uh, poorly rated uh, corporate debt, it has performed very poorly over the last 12 months, certainly over the last six months. And so I think we have to factor that into that. That, yes, maybe like so many other things in, in the world economy, U.S. economy, debt didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter. And then all of a sudden, we have a drop in the price of gold, and you have financial conditions tighten. The Fed continues their QT and their interest rate uh, hikes. You see uh, junk bonds and, and the whole corporate debt sector really show some signs of distress. And, and maybe we're seeing that reflected in some of these gold miners Right now, that's that's another potential reason. Now, now, is there one reason for why maybe it's not buying this rally? No, I think it's it's, uh, it's multiple different reasons, and, and the reason very well could be that maybe gold's going to come back down. But another one I think we have to keep in mind is also you know longer term trends in the precious metals and certainly the gold uh, mining sector. Now, I want to reference this this chart right here. This is from. Uh, SRS Rocker reports, Steve San Angelo does a lot of great work, and he kind of put together this chart right here showing uh, quarter one through quarter three, 2018, of, of these different, with the exception of Anglo Gold, which is only quarter one and quarter two, of, of their estimated break even. Now, this is probably going to differ, I'm going to guess, if I know Steve, might differ a bit from their all in, sta- all in sustained costs per ounce at, at these different, you know, the, whatever they publish. Um, now, it's it's hard to say, you know, what's the correct is is it is it Steve's number, is it these companies' number? It's hard to say. But anyways, this is what he has listed here. And as you can see, the average market price for much of that time period was, you know, uh, barely above twelve hundred. And that, uh, you know, some of these 
companies were not even going to be breaking, even Goldcore, Anglo Gold. Uh, and so you, you got to, and these are some of the largest producers in the world and also very large portion of uh, the GDX uh, ETF. And so you also have to wonder that, that these longer term trends, and you're not going to see this in every mine or, or every year, but the longer term trends is that it gets more and more expensive to mine these precious metals especially at primary mines when, when we're talking about something like the silver mining sector. And, the, you know, the, the, the ores are declining. And you have the fact that, that for, for many, many years there, gold, and especially if we brought in silver into this chart as well, which we'll do right here, you can see that, that for many years there, the price of silver and gold were, were, were very low when you look uh, compared to, to where they were you know, in 2011, 2012, even part of 2013, um, meaning that that investment and, and the incentive to to explore for new production isn't always there. And yet you you see some gold mining companies and some silver companies, silver mining companies do that anyways, right? Take on a ton of debt to increase production, find new mines, etc. cetera. Uh, but again, this debt is is kind of beginning to matter. And so, you know, I wanted to provide some food for thought. You know, I, I think that the reason... That I want to make this. I think this is going off of a video that I saw, maybe last week, two weeks ago. Now this is from uh, Christopher Aaron of I Gold Advisors, who I haven't spoken to, but but um, is a very bright guy as far as I know, and and he was talking about you know, watch this. You know why is it that GDX seems to just not be buying this rally? Well, they very well just might not be buying this rally, and they could be wrong. They could be right. Right. We got to to acknowledge both possibilities here. But what if there's some longer term trends here, i.e. debt accumulation and longer term trends in, in the gold and, and silver mining markets, including uh, decreased ore grades, increased cost of production, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we have to keep those things in mind. Now, I will admit, you know, fair disclosure, you guys know that, that I, I, I don't know if I'd consider myself an expert or anything like that on silver and gold, but I pay attention to the markets quite a bit. As far as the mining sector, I'm not as well versed in that. And, and I'm sure Chris Aaron or many other individuals, uh, Steve San Angelo and others, they're they're much more well versed in 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 these companies, individual companies, their their debt position, their earnings are all in sustained costs, revenue, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But just looking at some long term trends here, I think we have to keep those in mind when we evaluate this, and 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 you know. Uh, evaluate both possibilities. Maybe they're right. Maybe gold mining stocks are right. But what if they're wrong? And what if, you know, this price is actually totally right when you also account for the increase in debt and, and the tightening financial conditions that we've experienced over the last uh, six months. So as always, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. What is your thoughts on this? Maybe you can offer more insight. Uh, if you have additional questions or anything like that, let me know down below in the comment section. I'll probably answer them or, you know, even just answer them in a future video. But as always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.